High snap, put down. Joseph, come on! It is gone! No, he it's missed no it. Good. Are you kidding me? He missed it right. He missed it right. Oh, Are my you heavens. Me? Oh. Oh, my. This. He missed it right. What a gut punch to a team. Paul, that play after play toward the end fought its way back. Oh, missed it by like a foot. And just, oh my God. How'd... You're listening to Beck QL Daily, presented by FanDuel Sportsbook, with Joe Ostrowski, Joe Gillio, and Aaron Hawksworth from Beck QL. Something about the oh my God there at the end really just, just got well, me. What I mean... a call. Um, Paul Allen, KFAN in, uh, in Minnesota with the call there. And, and really, that, that was. That game, but the call was amazing, right? Because you get both sides. Yeah. Of the there. You, you so know, you know what I did? Said. You know what I did after I heard that? I, I did see that on Twitter, and I was crying, and I watched it like five times. Then I started looking up old Paul Allen calls when he started ripping Favre. This is not Detroit, man. Yeah, like <laughs> all sorts of no. The touchdown at the end against Arizona, but you did you did have that that Minneapolis miracle too. But so many legendary calls. Yeah, and so many heartbreaks. I mean, that's kind of the Vikings with kickers and heartbreaks. And that game yesterday, that game was drunk. I mean, the whole 4 o'clock window yeah. yesterday was insane. Welcome back. Beck QL Daily presented by FanDuel Sportsbook. Joe O, Joe G, Aaron Hawksworth with you here. All right, let's kind of go through it, some of the 4 o'clock games, because that entire window, like the 1 o'clock games were good, and I think there was a lot of sweats in there with survivor picks or just the lines or where you, where you, you were betting or pools you were in or whatever. The 4 o'clock games were just, like, that was just pure entertainment. Like, just back and forth, back and forth. One game was more defensive than we thought. Some games were just crazy offensive games. Let's start there. Vikings obviously cover the number of three and a half. That game was back and forth. They missed there on the field goal. They could have won the game outright. And that game, you mentioned it, Joe. Arizona became one of the consensus picks in the contest. And early on, so I, um, I've been doing a hit on uh, at 540 on Sunday Eastern time. We have the uh, the Eye on Football show, which is on CBS Sports Radio, our sister station. Yeah. So I so I jump on at five forty with uh, with the host Zach Gelb, and I was on at halftime of Vikings Cardinals, and he and the line at that point was still three and a half, and I was like, you got to take the Vikings at this point, right? That they, they've shown that they're in this thing. I don't think they're going to fall apart in the second half, but the consensus pick Joe was the Vi- was the Cardinals, and they did mm-hmm. not cover. They almost lost. I mean, really, they probably should have lost that game, but man, the offensive show was just incredible. Kyler again. I mean this. That guy he just makes plays no one else makes. Maybe just him and Mahomes. 38 and 34 points this year for Arizona. That's what yep. they've done. They had 7.9 yards per play against Minnesota. And the reaction is going to be Zimmer's going to get fired. How do you put that on Zimmer? Yeah, I mean, I, it's his defense. A lot of change in the offseason. They gave up 34. So I guess that's it. But his team put up 33. Mm-hmm. His kicker missed a kick at the end. And how about that? basically simultaneously closing kicks because the Cowboys one was going basically out at the same time. And as it was setting up, if you're watching Red Zone, I'm like, well, one of these guys is going to shake it. And it ends up being the Vikings because of course it ends up being the Vikings, but it's yeah, it's sets up terribly for them. And they have two tough games, even though they're finally going back home, they start off with two road losses, which is always bad. Uh, 50 of the last 59 teams to start the season with two road losses do not make the playoffs. So they still have eight home games left, or I forgot if it's eight or nine for them. But it's, yeah, he might be gone in a couple of weeks. He could be. And I would kind of understand it because it's year eight for the guy. It's like he, he's not the guy that you go out and hire in today's game. 
He's not. Like, he's just hanging around because he's been up, down, up, down, number of playoff appearances throughout his career. But no team, when he gets fired, no team's going to go out and hire Mike Zimmer as their head coach. No, you know he is? He is the instant defensive coordinator pick for the young offensive coach, right? Right. Next year, a guy, we don't, we don't even know who he is yet. He's the offensive coordinator of somebody, and he gets a head coach job, and he says, I'm bringing Mike Zimmer with me, and everyone gets all excited because that's, that's a good idea. Aaron, that was a crazy game. And Kyler Murray, I think you have a, an MVP ticket for Kyler. Kyler's off to a wild mm. start here. He is off to a wild start. He's he's almost as fun to watch as Mahomes now. And I was thinking about it, like wow. if the Cardinals win that division, Kyler could be right there in the MVP conversation. Um, still sometimes, I mean, obviously he's incredibly talented, but I think he did throw that pick when he's trying to go for the deep ball. And you're like, ooh, you know, some growing pains still there for the young guy. But um he's really fun to watch and when i first joined you guys on the show and we were before the nfl season started and we were talking about futures and looking at you know sort of dark horse picks um you guys threw out kyler murray and i i did take it back then at 100 to 1 off your suggestion so we'll see but i even right now there's probably still pretty good value i would think if you're that had that had to be 10 right there's no way he's 100. was it he was 100 well, yeah, maybe. We I think it was. 10. Yeah, I would have bet a 10? million. <laughs> well, he could have been like twenty. You're right. You're right. I'm sorry. It was ten yeah. to one. If it well, was hundred, Joe would have read it. Bet his house already. It would be, he, be gone. He, he's now the co-favorite. He's the favorite with Mahomes. They're both yeah. five to one. Well, look. It's, sometimes uh, I think we we nitpick certain things. Right? Like he has a couple picks, three picks already. Guys, it's yeah. two yeah. games in. He's accounted for nine touchdowns in two games, and he's completing seventy-three yeah. percent of his passes. Like. I think we all do this as fans. Like, oh, he fumbled there. He threw a pick there. I do it. I'm like, but yeah, like take a step back. Like, wait, nine touchdowns in two games and, and I, 75% yeah. completion. That's a lot. I don't think Arizona has to win the division for him for him to be the MVP. If they're in the playoff picture, they're right there with the Rams or the Seahawks, whichever team wins the division. They're right there. I don't think he has to win the division. I think he's he has that, to make the playoffs. He's that he electric. He's must-watch TV. Like it's. I think Aaron's right. It's Mahomes and Kyler. who's after who's is it like it's Lamar. He's with Lamar probably. Yeah, but he, in a way, it's even more exciting than Lamar because he does things like you kind of know what Lamar is going to do, right? He's going to throw it kind of wobbly and it'll get there most of the time, or he's going <laughs> to run. Kyler, Kyler could just like run around in circles and just toss it up in the air, and it's, it's the a, deep yeah, passes. Yeah, it's deep passes are thrilling. And yeah. he had he had like fifty four yards to Hopkins on the first drive. I don't think he went to Hopkins the rest of the game. I, I mean, it was Rondell Moore. It was like all the other guys. I mean, they were all making yeah. plays. Kirk. For him. Yes, I, I don't. I don't think he has to win the division, Joe. But I do think they have to make the playoffs. I don't think in yeah, eight yeah. nine. Yeah, if he's, if he's in, right? If they, if he drags yeah. the Cardinals to the playoffs, I think Aaron's going to cash that bet. So that was going on, and Joe just mentioned it. Let's hear the other one. Almost at the exact same time, Scott Hanson taking taking us through. If you're watching the red zone. The Cowboys with a last-second field goal to beat the Chargers in Los Angeles. 56 for the win. Right hash. Snap. Hold. Kick. Kick on the way. Kick is good, and the Cowboys win. We knew it all along. Just the way they planned it. Zerline from 56 for the win. 
Zerline had a tough week one, and he nailed that one. And, and during yeah. week one, the kicker for the Cowboys, uh, I think it was, I guess it was Michaels and Collinsworth mentioned he had offseason back surgery, which I didn't even realize. And I was like, oh, well, this might be a tough year for him. Right? My start slow. That was a big kick, and that was a big win for the Cowboys. Like that was, I think that was a disappointing day for the Chargers. You take Demarcus Lawrence off that defense for the Cowboys. We know they're not that good anyway to begin with. Maybe they're better than we think on defense. But I, I got to say, the Chargers, to not score more than they did, to not win that game, for Herbert to throw a pick you know, the way he did early in the game, like that was good win for the Cowboys. But the Chargers might regret that one later in the season. They should have won that game. Another team I was looking at early in the week. I still had a bet in for it, but we didn't put them in the contest. I'm like, oh, man, damn. We, we were all over that. Maybe um, – Maybe it's a lesson, and it's a small sample size, but I think sometimes we overreact to the injury report. If it's not involving a quarterback, like, is it really that big of a deal? This wasn't a big deal yesterday with what happened with their tackle and their pass rusher. I, I think this is such a lazy narrative, but I'm going to do it. Chargers just can't stop being the Chargers, even after they changed their head coach. They can't stop it. Like, is Anthony Lynn still there? What is still happening? Herbert had an interception in the end zone. Um, two passing touchdowns were wiped out by penalties. And on the day, they had 12 penalties for 99 yards. Stop being the Chargers. So was it the Chargers not being good or the Cowboys? Maybe they are for real because they showed a lot of grit in that game, I thought. And the turning point for me was when DeMonte Casey got that interception. The Cowboys needed that big play. They got it. And as you were saying, Justin Herbert just shows that he cannot carry this Chargers team by himself. Just not going to work. Dak, five for five on the final drive. So that that's impressive. Didn't have the crazy fantasy numbers that we've seen from him recently. But I'm looking down the board here. And he's the seventh favorite at 14 to 1 to be the MVP. It's really bunched up at the top there. You know, if Dallas goes out and they win this division, what the impressive part to me was we expect the Cowboys for them to win. They're going to have to score 30 plus. That was not the case yesterday. And I just explained why with the penalties and turnovers and all that stuff. But uh, nobody had that. I mean, this was the highest total of the week. It was at 55, 55 and a half. And then they win a 37 point game with a field yeah. goal at the end. Can we pump the brakes just a tiny bit on Justin Herbert? He's a great young quarterback. I think he's going to have a long, a great career. I'm not saying he's not a good quarterback. But, like, he's, he was already elevated to this top 10 status before the season. It's two games right. in a row. We're not going to have scored over 20 points. Okay, and, and, Joe, since the beginning of last year, he's been the quarterback on the field for a lot of these close losses. Like, they got to start turning these games into wins. And look at the schedule for them. We, we all kind of – I think we all put them in the playoffs. Or at least thought they'd be in that, that realm, and they probably still will be. But look at the yeah. schedule. Washington-Dallas was way easier than what's coming up when you look at the schedule. Look at, at the Kansas division. City. Yes, at Kansas, City on, <laughs> at Kansas City on Sunday. Then they're home yeah. for Las Vegas that, on a Monday night. That does not look like it's going to be an easy game. Versus Cleveland at Baltimore. That's their next four games. Like, all of a sudden, we might wake up in four weeks and say, ah, uh, they go into the playoffs? Did, did we jump the, jump the gun on them making the playoffs? I, I, I think it is... They, why? Why can't they close these games out? It, it, it's incredible. It's like, I, I, and the ghost is it the ghost Anthony Lynn? Is it the players? What stop. is it? Just stop being the Chargers. No, I, I think you're. I think you're right. Like I noticed that uh, over the course of last week, or they didn't put a lot of points on the board, and then we saw Washington's defense on Thursday against right. the Giants. I'm like, why is everybody going going wild? Just so extreme about Justin Herbert. I think what we want, we like these these fun narratives. Nice and tidy. Like, okay, Justin Herbert, 
He shocks people. They were down on him. I believe he was the third quarterback in that draft. And then he goes out and he's the offensive rookie of the year when everybody wanted to give it to Burrow early in the season. And year two, okay, now let's make this jump. People wanted to do the same thing with Kyler one year ago. Rookie of the year, and now take your next step. Like, it doesn't work like that. So, I mean, let's. it's not Herbert's fault that people want him to make this enormous leap in year two. Yeah, I think we may have been spoiled by the win-loss record of guys like Carson Wentz, Jared Goff in year two, Patrick Mahomes. Maybe their teams are really good, right? Maybe it wasn't just that Wentz and Goff were really good. Maybe their teams are really good, and the Chargers aren't that good yet. On the other side, Cal- you mentioned it, Aaron, the Cowboys. Maybe they're good. Okay, so the Cowboys are one one Tom Brady drive away from being 2-0 and starting the season on the road in mm. Tampa and in Los Angeles. That's like if, if I'm a Cowboy fan this morning, I've got to feel good. Like, I know that I know they lost week one, but I, I have to feel like, all right, we got through the first two weeks. Dak is healthy. We almost won both games. Our defense played really well on Sunday. They got a, This is the best I think the Cowboys fans probably have felt in a long time about their team. Yeah, I agree. 27-1. to What do you think? Anything? No? I need to see. I need to see more. All right. uh, Answer me this. Which team's taking the NFC East from them? They're minus 140 this morning on FanDuel to win that division. Which team's taking it from them? I still would say the best bet beyond Dallas is deserving the favorite. They're the favorite. I I think it should be a bigger favorite. I still say it's Philadelphia, but they you saw the warts yesterday. You saw the growing pains that are going to happen with a young quarterback, young coach, and they lost real players on on both sides of the lines, which is going to hurt them a lot. So, Right now, it's Dallas's division. And it doesn't look like it's Washington's, that's for sure. No. As we were talking about, their no. defense looks overrated. They've got quarterback issues. I had the future on Washington football team winning that division, and it looks <laughs> right now. <laughs> Washington and Philly, both plus 400 after two wow. weeks. It's a big dip oh, by Washington. And we know it, it yeah. hasn't been the Giants division in a decade, so let's just throw them throw them away for now. It's yeah, okay. we don't even need to talk about the no. Giants. I mean, get back to me when they win a game, all right? And then let's get to <laughs> let's get to the Seahawks and the Titans. That one went Woo, to overtime here. Derrick Henry was amazing, and here is how the Titans got their first victory of the season. This is a 36-yarder to win it. Young man from Klein, Texas. Snap. Set. Kick. Go! Yes! (laughs) Yes! How about these Titans? Yes! 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 The impossible situation possible. (laughs) Everybody (laughs) said it couldn't happen, and it happened. Overcoming their own mistakes and finding a way to get to one and one and beat Seattle in Seattle. How I love about it. that? <laughs> How about that, everybody? I love when we get these local announcers that just lose their minds on all this stuff. And the Titans like, are always good. The yeah, Klein, he Texas was so thing. fired up. Oh, yeah, my that, gosh. That, that whole thing was great. And, Joe, you mentioned earlier, quickly, Derrick Henry. Derrick Henry yeah. was the story yesterday. Tannehill, 347. Russ, 343. Henry, 182. That was fun. And... Maybe the one that's most impressive to me and that I've heard anybody mention until I looked in the box score this morning, Bobby Wagner had 20 tackles. 20 tackles. Ever. Incredible. We'll talk more about this yeah. game on the other side, and then we'll go off the board. Joe O, Joe G, Aaron Hawksworth, FanDuel Sportsbook. Is, that's what we're presented by right here on BetQL Daily on the BetQL Network. 
These Joes are helping you bet like a pro. It's Joe Ostrowski and Joe Giglio and Aaron Hawksworth on BetQL Daily. Presented by FanDuel Sportsbook.